Welcome to Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan, a podcast where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind, usually over hookah. Enjoy. You can make a little money doing nothing if you really want it. <laughs> Actually, I uh, was just on a, a phone call with a guy who's an electrician. Mm-hmm. We were talking about different options for for doing that is i think that might be something that i pursue because um it'll give me the opportunity to kind of i'm I'm in a unique position with amanda Mm -hmm. uh with her situation where she's got benefits and all that stuff through her through her job i don't need to do that i just need to make money so uh if i can if i can be an independent contractor i can pretty much work whenever i want to Mm -hmm. and all i have to do is bring home money so I think we're going to pursue that. I think it's a good idea. I think that's really cool. Plus, I'll actually be able to have something done at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can show people things. Yeah, yeah see, see, I did I that. rewired that house right there. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm good. I, I am busy. I'm at the last couple of uh, weeks of the semester. I got all my papers are due. I had a paper due the 10th. I got a paper due the 14th. Um, they're both like 10, 11 pagers. Uh, so they're not, they're not terrible, but you know, it's tough to do. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to finish a, a paper this weekend that I want in like Monday evening so I can keep everything on schedule. Right. But I also, I have all my classes are done except for my black studies class. We have one more week and, and this is the, book i gotta read <laughs> what's it called sentient flesh. sentient flesh, flesh. Mm. it's actually very cool all the black studies books i've been reading have been generally pretty cool but it's called sentient flesh thinking in disorder poesis in black <laughs> and uh sounds riveting it, it it's uh i mean it's if i it's not 500 pages worth of riveting as far as i'm <laughs> but but very few things are Right. Um, it's uh, it's cool. The cool thing, uh, what I've been really liking about the Black Studies class, really, really quickly, because I have other things I want to tell you about. Uh, what I've been really liking about the Black Studies class is like the Black intellectual tradition is so feels so exotic because it's so under um, under examined by like mm-hmm. white people, and so like like when you think about when you think about like public education, which I'm in favor of, you know, I didn't know that pe- I guess people aren't in favor of it, but I like public education. I think it's fine, but like public education and even then just like really typical, you know, undergraduate education. Um, when you're, when you're studying things like American history, American studies, you know, e- even like an American philosophy class, you're, you're going to hit, you know, kind of specific people and specific thinkers who should be hit. Like, you should definitely read Jefferson. You should definitely read, you know, whoever. Um, what I find really cool about this Black Studies class is we're engaging with um, American thinkers who happen to be Black, and because they're Black, they're just they're just underappreciated. Like, like they're not really they're not really counted in that kind of great American minds, you know, kind of pantheon, right? Like, right. 
like generally everybody knows like who like Frederick Douglass is. Yeah. But, but but we're not all like like we're not all aware that like Frederick Douglass was like a super genius, you know. Right. Like, like, They're not familiar with his work. They're familiar with right. maybe the name recognition might be there, but they don't have the like the sort of intimate knowledge of, of what he actually thought or produced. Right. And and stuff like that I I'm always really amazed by. And like so like a book like this you know, is, is like a piece of, it's a piece of North American philosophy written by a North American philosopher in the 21st century. Um, but he teaches black studies. And so he's not really, he's not really thought of as like a, a philosopher, you know, right? Like, like in the same way that like, an Aristotle is a philosopher or, or in the same way, you know, that, that these kind of um, um, the tradition of philosophy doesn't immediately go, well, yeah, R.A., you know, this guy's name is R.A. Judy. Yeah. R.A. Judy. He's a, he's, he's a philosopher. He's a trained philosopher. He's, we, we should approach his work as a piece of philosophy. It's just not, that's just not the first thing the Academy does, you know, and, and part of that is racism but a lot of that is it, it's not like malicious racism. It's not like it's not like people are like, ah, we need to silence black people. It's more like, uh, yeah, this is just how, you know, we, when we think of philosophy, we think of white people or or we think of East Asian people, you know, depending on well, what tradition. Is it, is it is it possible that um, unfairly stigmatized with sort of having an agenda? Say more, say more about what you mean. Well, what I mean is when you hear a black philosopher, right, you're, mm -hmm. you're automatically assuming that he's going to be talking about, you know, issues of race and issues of, of inequality and issues of which any philosopher could. You're but right. like when by, by just naming him a black philosopher instead of a philosopher, it's almost coloring it in a certain way. To uh, give a, a certain prejudgment about what the material is going to be, and it and it closes off some people's uh, willingness to hear or or willingness to accept it on the level of of a what a general philosopher would be. I'm wondering yeah. if I'm not saying that's the case. I'm wondering if maybe that has uh, some contributing factors to it, because whenever think, we yeah. hear things, you know, labeled as such. We get a, a we we judge a book by its cover, you know, and uh, we don't necessarily give it the same credence that it, that it would get if we didn't have that preconception. I'm wondering if maybe that has something to do with. It. I think it could, and and I well, I think it does for for different people. I think what makes, um, I think the other part of that, it's not really up against it, but I think the other part of that is uh, usually these you know the, the the black studies folks that we're reading are are thinking through the topics that they're thinking through from their location and so and so that ra judy is black is meaningful to his work right because uh because he's thinking about you know what it means to be a human being from the perspective of somebody who isn't who, who, who does not feel like a general human being, you know, he's, he's right. a black human being now. Now, yes, he's a human being like, like there's, there's a ton of important work that needs to be done to really, you know, kind of speak to that.
but uh, but what I what is kind of central to like black studies is this notion that there's something um there's there's a kind of not uh, I'm going to put it this way and I don't mean it in like a in like a a, a better race of people way there's a knowledge advantage that black folks have in some of these questions simply mm-hmm. because of their experience simply because of, so and the, uh, Hegel talked like that a philosopher named Hegel mm-hmm. uh, uh, talked about the master slave dialectic where where he talks about how hey masters and slaves have two totally different understandings of the world because right. their their literal experiences are fundamentally different and so if we only listen to Hegel maybe didn't say it this way but I would and so if we only listen to philosophers of masters we, we we can't trust that as the as the way the world works because right. they're masters like, like right. there's just it's like why rich it's like why this why you get angry at a uh, uh at our theme song for for uh <laughs> right john bon jovi complains because life is hard <laughs> everybody's like it's like of course life's not hard for you john get over it <laughs> Um, but I, I, I can dig it. But my, my point is, I don't have time to read 500 pages. I got papers to write. And so <laughs> I have to read 500 pages. So There's you're saying time. it hasn't been committed to film. There's no, there's no cliff notes. There's no, no. no shortcutting. <laughs> no, there's not even a review I found yet. I'm like, surely, <laughs> surely an academic wrote a review of this. No. <laughs> so I am. I'm, I mean, there's no way I'm going to read all of this. There's, there's just no way. I ultimately have to read enough of it to know what he's doing and to have like a reflection to write because I got to write like 500 words. Well, I'll tell you what, from from the outside looking in, I, I will I will commend you on your ability to like retain just massive volumes of information because like okay. I get I get bored reading, you know, fantasy novels and I forget what I read 10 pages ago. I don't know how you can possibly cram that many books into your brain and then have a, a an intelligent conversation about it or even more importantly write something down for, you know, eternity well, <laughs> and right. speak intelligently for about a it. <laughs> right. I understand. So I commend you on your ability to to just absorb that much information and be able to utilize it pretty much. I, I appreciate it. Well, let me tell you about comps. So in my third year, I have the only reason I'm thinking about this is I had to fill out a form for this in my third year. So at the end of my second year, I'm done with coursework mm-hmm. and, and I'll, I'll still like be teaching and stuff. But but in my third year, I'm going to I'll be doing comps, which are comprehensive exams. Mm-hmm. And for the my track for the Christian theological perspectives track, there are five exams. There's five exams for everybody, but but there's five specific exams. I have to take an exam in ancient to medieval Christian thought. I have to take an exam in medieval to modern Christian thought, a third one in modern to contemporary. And then I have, then I can choose an exam from another area of religious studies. Like I could choose an exam in ethics or I could choose an exam in. I'll probably end up doing an exam in what's called interpretation theory, where we'll, we'll like, uh, I'll, I'll, be examined in i'll be examined in uh uh how well i know like philosophers of religion or, or like people who aren't necessarily theologians but are like maybe religion is this you know, you know mm-hmm. things like that and then the fifth one is called topics and thinkers 
which is basically my dissertation exam. So like the primary people that I'd be working with in my dissertation, I'd be examined in, in them. And I'm talking to my advisor about this. He's like, yeah, you, you, you'll do these five exams over the course of your third year. Um, and, and, and I'm like, okay, well, so what does that mean? And he's like, well, basically the, the professor who will do the exams, you know, for you. And so I'll probably do my, my advisor's like, I'm one of the Christian theological people. I'll probably do two or three of them. You can have somebody do another one. Like if you're going to do ethics, you'd have a, an ethicist do that one for you or whatever. And basically what we do is um, we'd select 20 to 50 texts for you to read. <laughs> and and I, I'm like, <laughs> and, but I'm and, not even involved and it makes me queasy. <laughs> and, and we will uh, ask you to write um uh essentially seven or eight pages to answer uh one or two questions um in each of these five you know kind of exams each of these five areas um based on these 20 to 40 texts and so like let's say i i uh i'm taking my ancient to medieval exam and the, and, and my advisor is like you're taking your ancient to medieval exam Let's say we decide on 15 possible texts that you'll be examined in. And maybe we'll come up with three questions that'll, that each question needs five or six pages of writing to answer. And it will be on one, one or, or those, one or two or three of those 15 possible texts. Hmm. And I'm like, cool. And that's how it'll be for all of the comps <laughs> and i'm like and that sounds like a fucking nightmare is what that sounds like <laughs> all righty okay okay and so i'll i'll my you know by the summer of of my going into my third year is generally when everybody's like all right well the only literally the only two things i'm doing my third year are comps and teaching so mm -hmm. I guess I'll start studying, you know, and, and you, you, just, you just read. You're just like, here's my possible dozens and dozens of texts that I could be examined in. Um, I got to know them. And like the purpose of the comps is, is, is like my advisor was like, the comps are your union parties. And like, like you pass your comps. And, and that means that when you apply for academic jobs and they go, what do you know? Right. You can be like, I know this, you know, and then right. you hand them your comps and you go, oh, these are the 50 texts that you know. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's it. You've got it. So see, I always used to joke whenever I was in I mean, undergraduate uh, classes, but I, I, uh, I majored in psychology and criminal justice and minored in sociology. And whenever I graduated, I always used to joke that the BS in my degree didn't stand for Bachelor of Science, right? Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> when, you, when you got a when you got a shit fifteen pages out on something, you know, let's yeah. see if you can do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's wild. It's wild. And so I'm yeah. trying not to think about it because I still got a whole other year of coursework and these papers to write. But uh, I think it'll. But be you're okay. anxious about it already. <laughs> oh, of course I am. Like, yeah. like, of course I'm anxious. I mean. 
part of the reason why you do coursework is to also prep for the comp. So like, right. there's a really high chance that, you know, they'll intersect. My, they're yeah, they're going to intersect. Like my right. if if I take a comp in, um, interpretation theory, I'll probably end up one of one or two or three of the texts will probably have been in my methods of research for religious studies course or. Mm -hmm or whatever. So these will be texts that I've already read, you know, mm -hmm. that I'll just need to refresh myself with, which will be, which will be helpful. So yeah. Wild, <laughs> wild, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do a lot of talking today because I need to throw things out at you. I am willing to listen. I'm here to listen. I want to hear right. more about your, uh, your, your new occupation. Are you able I to, I will that. tell you. That's one of the things I'll tell you about. So, listeners, I, I you know, I'm Matt, it's been well documented that Matt and I became friends and, and met each other uh, in a small town in Pennsylvania uh, where I served as a pastor. And and that was very great. And uh, uh, I still occasionally met. I, I, I bet, you know, I think I told you this. I still occasionally get uh, phone calls. Uh, and emails from folks at that church. Yeah, I think your statue is going up next week. Actually, boy, that'd be great, man. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I bet they don't I, see I, the irony and the idolatry, but you know whatever. they don't. So in many ways, <laughs> I have failed them. But 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 at the same time, I I don't mind. Um, today, this is a good story. So today, and by today, I mean an hour ago. Yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm doing some work and doing some reading. And I get a text message from a number that's on my phone. And it's a, uh, a woman who I've met a few times in, in the town up, up in Pennsylvania, who does, uh, who's like one of the, the Cub Scout den mothers right. for, the, for this Cub Scout group that we have at the church. And she said, uh, Pastor Ethan, I'm really sorry to bother you, but uh, we really need to get these forms signed and nobody is answering me at the church. I can't get a hold of anyone. People are ducking my calls. It's not going good. Technically, your name is still on the authorization sheet. Um, do you mind signing this authorization sheet for me? <laughs> and so I called her. I, I can't I fire thought, you for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know. And so I, I called her and I was like, uh, so I'm not really in the game anymore. You know, I'm I'm not up in Pennsylvania right now, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in Virginia. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm a Wiccan now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not even a Christian anymore. I uh, and, and and so I'm like I can you can you kind of walk me through what's going on, you know, in a few minutes? And so she did. And basically it's it's we where was all kinds of trouble with the with the church. It not with the scouts. Scouts were fine. There's all kinds yeah. of trouble with the church with the scouts. And while I was there. And I'm not a scout. Like I never was I never was into scouting. And so mm -hmm. like I don't want to say that I didn't care. It wasn't high on my priority list, but I also didn't have any background in it. So I didn't really know what anybody needed. You know, right. I, I was kind of on my own. And so closer, close to the end of my time at the church, 
there was uh, an ad council from hell <laughs> where this woman, uh, who's very nice, um, asked if she could come to ad council and basically let the ad council know that that the scouts needed more help from the church. Right. And I and I told her, I was like, well, of course, that's anybody can come to ad council. I think that makes total sense. You should totally come to ad council. Oh, Matt, I'm at this ad council <laughs> meeting and and there are new members of the church there who who like are great and they're they're there to be at the ad council meeting to like experience ad council and and the old guard is there and 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 this woman shows up and she states her case and uh one of the gentlemen at the church uh uh this guy after she's done talking sort of peels back his human suit you know and reveals that he's a lizard being underneath right and just just rips her apart just just like just like totally chews her out, you know, like in front of everybody for no reason. She didn't do anything wrong. You yeah. know, basically she said, basically said, Hey, you guys aren't really doing what you need to do to help us. And, and this guy, this guy was like, who do you think you are coming into our church? You know, just, just like, oh, it's just utterly embarrassing and, and ut- utterly shameful. And I'm paralyzed. Like I like conflict. But like I'm also <laughs> I really do like like I, I don't mind confrontation or conflict at all. But like I also don't just want to in the mid- middle of ad council tell an old man to sit the hell down. Yeah. You know, when every when when everybody else is calm, you know, everybody yeah. else, everybody else is calm. I'm just really embarrassed. Yeah. That's why I didn't jump in. Like like if, if I was looking around and everybody was like, oh, we're about to fucking kill a man, <laughs> you know, then, then I jump in. But but I was the main person feeling embarrassed, you know. Right. And so he's he finished he finished chewing her out, and I started talking. And I was like, "We're gonna make sure that we'll take good care of the boys. We'll get on this. Don't you worry about that. You can talk to me directly about this. Everything will be fine." Yeah. Um. And basically, and so when this woman called me, when I called this woman now, when I'm not the pastor of this of this dumb <laughs> church, and I'm hanging out in Virginia. I I didn't shot me at all. Like like I'm like well of course the whole thing got dropped and, it, and it's yeah. And so I advised her. I was like okay well, you send me the form and I will sign it and email it back to you. I would say don't even bother trying to get in contact with the new pastor right now because he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait until July until the Sunday after July one, and go to church, and stop the new new pastor from leaving and just be like can i talk to you for three minutes and then just just control the narrative right there right okay okay that's a good idea that's a good idea i'm like yeah i know it is do that um (laughs) do you need me to go down there and and kick somebody's ass (laughs) maybe you should maybe (laughs) hang on there's gonna be a guy who's gonna show up he's gonna he's gonna accompany you in i control everything i still control everything in that town that's my town um, if only I still get people from the church, Matt, uh, uh, who, who, who will text me or call me and be like, be like, everything is going falling apart. This is terrible. Can you come back? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm not going back. I miss you all. And I have good friends there like you, Matt, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like, guys, I'm not. 
I'm not going back and being your pastor. You know, I'm just not doing that. Uh, and and it's well, it's, it's nice that, to know you have that to fall back on, right? It is nice. I guess I could just go back and be a pastor there. But it's been it's been tough. It's been interesting. Which is why what's ex- what's crazy is is that I'm getting back in the game. Yeah, it's you're nice. gonna have a whole new whole new set of dependents pretty soon. Pretty soon, listeners. I I'm, I'm I uh, so I'm I'm get I'm becoming a pastor again. Yep. I uh, still full time in grad school. That's not changing. You know. Um, basically, what happened is the district superintendent, which is like the like my immediate boss, but is still the underling of the bishop. The district superintendent of this area, of the of the Charlottesville area, um, found out that I exist, <laughs> and and was like, "Hey, I've got a two point charge uh, in about thirty minutes from where you live. It can be full time or part time." Yours, if you want it, let me know. And uh, I talked to Beth, my wife, and thought about it for a few days. And I said, yeah, I'd be interested, but it's really got to, I was like, I'd be interested, but it's got to be part-time. It really has to be part-time. And it really can't be a whole lot more than just like preaching on Sunday and holding old ladies' hands while they're dying. Like, it really right. can't be more than that. You know, like, right. I just don't have the time. The DS is like, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Well, well, you set those boundaries, and I'll help you set those boundaries. You can do it. And I'm like, cool, then I accept. And he was like, oh, thank God. Ethan, I'm so, I'm so desperate. I'm so desperate. To oh, that's really point. what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I know. I'm so desperate to fill this appointment, and it's just so good. I'm so well, happy. Nobody, I've, I've called like a hundred people, and nobody would take it. <laughs> well, and Matt, that's the best part. That that's the best part about this. So <laughs> maybe they know yeah. something you don't. <laughs> well, well, I'm about to explain a couple of things. So I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't know 100 of what's going on with this church. But uh, there's about two things now that 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 are happening. One. My conference, who remember is not a big fan of me. Like, like they, <laughs> they, they're a little butt hurt um, that I that I left. Let's face it, they're butt hurt that I found a better offer. You know, they're, yeah. they're butt hurt that. Well, they're probably not used to congregations crying about their pastors leaving either. <laughs> I mean, that's also so. true. That's <laughs> also true. I've made them. Un- I put them in an uncomfortable spot. Um, so they're a little butt hurt. They haven't really been talking to me you know, since I, since I got here and suddenly I kind of accept this appointment and the DS of Charlottesville is like, Hey, you should really talk to your DS. You should, you should send a, an email to your DS. Uh, well, my DS is. <laughs> yes. Joey I Willis. know. I and, know who uh, your DS is. Uh, I'll cut that out. <laughs> and, uh, and so I send my DS an email. And I said, hey, this is the opportunity. I said yes to this opportunity. I really think it makes sense for me to say yes to this opportunity. And I, what do we need to do to make this work? And to her credit, she was like, oh, wow, that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's figure out how to make this work. Okay, so 
I'm going to try not to bore the listeners with, with the <laughs> polity details. I was a licensed local pastor, which is like the first step, if you will, in, in pastoral ministry in the United Methodist Church. Um, it meant that I was a pastor, performed the sacraments, did the pastor thing, bing, bang, boom, I'm a pastor. I was not fully ordained, which makes me a wizard. Right. Not everybody you knows that. Right. But when you're ordained, you gain magic. You were a Padawan, um, not a Jedi. I was a Padawan, not a Jedi. <laughs> in our rule book, in the Book of Discipline, um, there are avenues for ordained elders to leave and join other conferences. Right. right. Because ordained elders, that's part of the privilege of the ordained elder. The ordained elder is, is sort of universally recognized in the United Methodist Church as being ordained and having authority. And so as long as there's an opening, a conference can go, yeah, you know, absolutely. Join. Come on in. Mm -hmm. um, not so with a licensed local pastor. There's nothing in the discipline that gives that, that like, there's nothing that forbids that. But there's nothing in the discipline that gives us like an avenue for doing that. And so I would really like them to just transfer my license to Virginia. <laughs> right. That would be great. Um, the Virginia Annual Conference is like, well, in order to get licensed, you have to go to licensing school. Now, licensing school is sort of like um, the crash course in how to be a low level pastor and so you get right. you get over the course of like a, maybe a month and a half you get uh uh x number of hours of bible x number of hours of doctrine and x number of hours of um preaching and and like how to like do church stuff right and then and then if you pass all of that then they go here's your license right in my conference, and in the Susquehanna, I'll, I'll admit it, you can just, everybody, anybody can look it up. In the Susquehanna <laughs> conference, which is the conference that I'm a part of, um, in order to be a licensed local pastor, you either have to go to licensing school or you have to get, you have to get an MDiv. Yeah. Which I have. I have an MDiv. That's right. my degree from, from seminary. And so I didn't have to go to licensing school. And this, you know, this DS is like, this DS is like, <clears throat> Yeah, well, well, let's let's get you in. Let's get you in. Well, once we can, once we get uh, every your file from the Susquehanna Annual Conference, we'll review your file and then we'll recommend you for licensing school. And I'm like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I almost was like, oh no, I don't need to go to licensing school. You see, I have this MDiv. Yeah, and and they're and they're like, well, in the Virginia Annual Conference, you gotta gotta go to licensing school. <laughs> and and I'm and I'm like looking at I'm like looking at the zoom call and i'm like looking at like what all licensing school is and i and like i try not to be an elitist snob matt <laughs> licensing, no, you don't, school, but okay. licensing school is below me i know you're gonna but like i was just thinking that you're gonna destroy that place <laughs> yeah uh no like one of the things that i need to submit before i go to licensing school is in the Virginia Annual Conference is five preaching manuscripts. Like I need to, I they they need to they need to grade my preaching, and I'm like, there will be no grading my preaching. 
<laughs> I don't care about this. I'm I'm no no no. I already took two preaching courses in seminary. I don't I'm not doing this. And and uh and I'm I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, because I probably will end up having to do licensing school. I don't have to do it this time, though. And so, because. What do you mean I, you don't have to do it this for this appointment? No, sort of. Here's what I mean. So, like, the licensing school is taking place this summer over the same time period as my German class. I'm taking mm -hmm. a class on German for reading knowledge, right? For my PhD. And when I saw that, I was like, hallelujah. I cannot do licensing school. <laughs> I am taking German. And they're like, they're like, oh man, well then how are we going to get you licensed? And I, and I almost was like, that doesn't sound like that's my problem. Does it? Like, it sounds <laughs> like that's your problem. And, and you need to, you will tell me when I am licensed, you know, like, like I, that's not happening. And so chances are, so there's a couple of things that could happen. One, the, the, my, the Susquehanna Annual Conference will have a parlay with the Virginia Annual Conference. And, and you know, I imagine it like, you know, maybe maybe Jolene will show up in like an overcoat in an alley <laughs> and they'll and they'll like just pass my license in a manila envelope over like you take it, you know, and then, and then we'll disappear. Um, like to pretend he's licensed, he's licensed the Virginia Annual Conference, just take it. Seeing as how he's got two master's degrees, working on a PhD, and he's got three years of experience, just take it. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense for him to go to licensing school. It would be a giant waste of time. Um, like baffle, a bafflingly giant waste of time. Uh, where I sit with uh, an ordained elder in a room full of, you know, 20 other people. And the ordained elder is like, all right, folks, this is an altar. And I'm like, this is going to be really good. <laughs> I know more than you. I know a lot more than you. <laughs> I want to start with that. I, I know a lot more than you. Um, and so that might happen. There might be this parlay well, where things will be fudged and they'll be like, please just go. They want me to be licensed. Here, here's the key. Here's, here's the reason why I think there could be a parlay. It's more work for them if I'm not licensed. So if I'm not licensed, I'm still getting the appointment. Right. I would I would become what's called a lay supply, okay. which is I haven't been I haven't been credentialed to be uh, essentially it just means I haven't been credentialed to, to be able to baptize or perform communion. Okay. Um, I'm still Pastor Ethan. I'm still doing all the same pastor stuff. I'm still getting paid the same amount. It's mm -hmm. all the same. It just now all what it means is. Once a month, when they want communion, the district superintendent has to find an ordained elder to show up at my church <laughs> and conduct communion. So it's more work. On, it's more work for them. It's not more yeah. work for me. You which know, is like, which is funny because I've seen you conduct communion, you know, dozens of times, and like you practically know it by heart anyway. So I do. Like I what? Do. What? What? What uh, I didn't know that there was a special uh, spell that needed to be cast on you to to be able to bless the bread. Like I wasn't aware that that was a thing, but okay. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? And, and so and so I've encouraged them. I'm like, I'm going to be very honest with you all. I 
am not paying for licensing school. And I told them that is something well, I told is them. That, is that maybe their motivation then? Is there a financial cost involved that, they're, that they want to, like, would you have to pay for your financial or would you have to pay for your licensing? So licensing school costs money um, and it should cost money because the, the point of it is to prepare people who would like a job as a pastor. Sure. Right. But well, for, for somebody that's already been a pastor, mm -hmm. you know, are they just trying to get you to pay get my, for get my money? Yeah. Boy, I hope not. I hope they're not <laughs> trying to do that because then I'll just be lay supply forever. And I'll be like, yeah. all right, well, bye. You know, I'll just do yeah, this well, forever. It seems, it seems kind of ironic that they're, 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 you're doing them a favor. They called you. I know. Right? You didn't like I call know. and you didn't you didn't like call and like apply for the job or, or try to like right. work your way. I mean, they contacted you. Like they obviously wanted you. So it's like now you want me to pay to be a licensed pastor here? Like yeah, so, something that I've been doing. I've done for three years yeah. somewhere else. No, I yeah. I agree. I agree. What what I think what's more likely is oh, sometime later in the summer because everything's all online right now, they'll find an annual conference who's doing licensing school online mm -hmm. and they'll, and they'll have me do that, which will be hell, which, which I'll, I'll I will kick. <laughs> you can't just like go in and like, you can't just go in and like take the test and, and be done with it. Like, no, I have to do the whole thing. <laughs> I, I will though. I will bitch and I will moan and I will be a bear. And, and, and I, but I told them, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not paying for this. You know, and yeah. I said that to them flat out already. I'm like, if, if this is the rule of the annual conference, that's fine. But, but then I don't need to be licensed. Right. Like I'm not going to pay for this. Not, not when I'm already licensed somewhere else. And I've already done this and I have an MDiv and I'm working on a PhD. Like I'm not doing that. And so they're <laughs> like, they're like, we'll pay for it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then pay for it, you know, and, and, and then I'll bitch. And so, and, and I am like, like I told my dad about this and my dad's just like, Okay, hey, I don't, I don't understand this at all. Yet another example of when the rules somehow hurt them, you know. Right. Like, particularly when it's not like I lose money, you know. And I, and I said that I, I was like, okay, well, I'll just be lay supply then. I might end up doing that. Like, I might, I might yeah. be like, well, if the only, if, if you guys really want to say that the only possible way I can be licensed in Virginia is if I do licensing school then I do not need to be licensed in Virginia. I and it doesn't, impact your, it doesn't impact your compensation or anything at all? It just gets nope. you out of one Sunday every month? Yep. What, where's the, why would you want to be licensed? You only well, have to work three weekends a month. instead. Of, you, know. you, you want to be licensed if you're full-time. Right, but you're not going to be is it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I was like, all right, well... I'd I'd be more than happy to be licensed so that I can baptize people and 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 perform the Eucharist. You don't have to do more work, but I'm not. Uh, I am not doing this. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to licensing school. I I'm not going to do it. I will rip my eyes out. Um, if I have to, if they're like, all right, Ethan, do you have your sermon prepared? Buddy, I'm gonna kill you. Like I'm gonna rip, <laughs> I'm gonna rip your, my eyes out and your eyes out. 
do I well, have my look on the bright side? There? I mean, you've got three years worth of sermons saved on your computer that That's you can just hand them. That's true. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Here, which five do you want? Here's 50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You know how many sermons I've preached, dude? Like, give me a damn break. Like, like God. So it's like, uh, have you ever watched Community? I have not. It's it's like a couple of seasons long, but the first season is the only season worth a damn. <laughs> but uh, there's a, it's about community college, and there's a, a character played by Chevy Chase named uh-huh. Pierce Hawthorne, and Pierce Hawthorne like uh, is like this this uh, um, very very successful businessman who who's like made millions of dollars and on all this stuff, and because and because of a technicality. At, at his company, uh, he can't, he can't like go any higher or like, or like get like something until he has a business degree, but he right. never got one. And so he's, he's been working in business and has made millions of dollars for 45, 50 years. And now he has to go to this community college <laughs> to get a business associate's degree. And he's just, he's just so angry. <laughs> he just shakes his face. Like, I can't believe I'm here. And, and and that that'll be how I feel. Like, hi Ethan. So what brings you here? <laughs> well, you know, I am I am here because the district superintendent begged me on his hands and knees to take an appointment. Uh Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, Matt. I know I know it's a nerve-wracking experience for you, and I know that it's causing a little bit of consternation, but it's fucking endlessly entertaining to me so. i'm glad i'm glad you find it entertaining I'm glad you find it entertaining you know it'd be like the equivalent of like matt we'd really like you to come and work you know at this prison it'd be really really great but before you do that you got to take a self-defense course <laughs> it's like do i do i okay yeah, yeah. it's like do you know how to use one of these guns yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I do. Well, you have to pass the test before you can do it. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. Oh man. And so, so, so I don't know a ton about the church. I know that. So I, I got I talked to the well, church is. There's, there's two churches. There are two churches. Yeah. Yep. One is a kind of an in town. So, so the the charge, which is just the word for when you combine two churches, it's called a charge. Right. Uh, the charge is um, sort of based out of this kind of small town in Virginia. I won't say the name, um, but it's a, it's a ton like the town I came from. It's a, right. it's a little bigger. It's actually got a little bit more in common with, with where you guys live with, with mm-hmm. Clearfield. Um, and, and the church is sort of the main street church, you know, it's, it's, I've seen pictures of it. It's a decent sized church. It's, you know, building anyway. And uh, it clearly has some old money and, and, right. and different folks. And then the other church that's sort of paired with it is, is, a, is a really small, like very country, maybe, maybe 15, 20 people church. Right. You know, about 10 minutes away. Um, and that's like one family, right? Who kind of runs that church. And uh, they have had, Four pastors in the last eight years. <laughs> and so I am number five. You know, uh, we call these warning signs in the business. I know, brother. <laughs> I know, brother. 
and uh, and uh, the DS is like, you know, this is uh, the the you know, uh, you, you'll meet them on Sunday. So I'll actually meet them on Zoom on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the there's a lot. The, the the these people have strong personalities. I'm like, oh yeah, and they're like, oh oh yeah, it's. You know, they, they, they know what they want and they, they work to get their way. And, and, you know, it's not that they're bad people. It's just that, you know, they, they kind of can steamroll you if you don't. Right. And you're, you know, and you you're like, I destroyed a pageant that was 58 I, years old. <laughs> that's what I said. That's, I, I was like, I was like, let me tell you a little bit about a thing called the search for peace. You know? <laughs> and I did. And I, I, I listened to him a ton and then I just told him stories. I was like, well, you know, man, like. I, my, my first appointment is, sounds to be a lot like this. And so I think things will be fine. And, yeah. and he's like, well, I mean, you know, there's some, there's some folks who storm out of meetings. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. whatever. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. It's particularly nice since I'm part-time. So, and I don't yeah. live in town. So I'll be like, great. <laughs> Bye. You know, see ya. Um, like like oh there there's a lot of old ladies who come from old money who like own businesses and i'm like yeah that sounds right i i know i uh and he was like well how how would how do you how do you think you would deal with them and i'm like well my strategy is to become the annoying grandson (laughs) and then when they give me shit i i like kind of give them shit like right back and then tell them to get out of my way and usually it works yeah, you know, because they're not used to being stood up to, you know, right. they're not not—they're used to getting their way and they're not used to being stood up to. And I think that was part of the impact that you had at your old charge was people were used to having their own way. And whenever whenever you were kind of the rock in the stream that the water had to break around, you mm-hmm. know, it, it gave them more of a sense of a foundation, you know, and that's right. why I think why they gravitated to you as much as they did. Not to mention you're just charming. I'm just I'm just a charming <laughs> son of a bitch. No, I am. Uh, and it's going to be great. I, I'm actually very excited. I'm very excited to I'm very excited to do things in the in the church that like I'm good at and I right. don't have a ton of pressure, you know, right. on me to do so. Like you really hold all the cards in this situation. You, I really I mean- do. I really do. Um, so so like one of the things I love about church is is something that I probably won't be doing, which is. You know, I really like visioning and building and working, you know, and, and, and kind of forming coalition and like doing a ton of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's really when, when pastors are full time, that's really the full time work. You know, like right. the full time work of a pastor is to, is to be one who is sort of constantly visioning and inspiring and, and doing really hard relational work across aisles and across you know and throughout the community to right. try and and like and like strategizing and having real important meetings with folks like like th- when a pastor is full-time if they're not doing that i don't know what they're doing right like i really don't like like they must be lying you know they that's the only thing i can come up with <laughs> when a pastor is part-time you know usually that means if, if they're the only pastor like like there are appointments where there's a full-time senior pastor and a part-time associate and that part-time associates entire job might be worship leading or entire job might be 
um, pastoral care or entire job might be uh, maybe even uh, visioning, you know. Right. Um, but like a part-time pastor is the only pastor. They're hired ultimately just to run everything. You know, they're, right. they're not hired to build anything. You know, if things like that happen, great. But but like they're not they're not really supposed to be sort of doing that because then it becomes a full time job for part time pay. I get the sense and maybe this isn't a fair uh, observation, but I get the sense that many full time pastors act in a part time capacity. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Where they're um, really not concerned with growth or they're having important meetings. They're they're trying to you know crossing the t's and dotting the i's and they're performing the rituals that they need to perform and they're preaching when they need to preach and they're visiting people when they need to visit, but they're not really uh, engaged beyond that. Right. I think that that's exactly right. Um, or the other thing they do is they at least claim to be spending so much time on, on the sort of maintenance part of the job. I, I, I don't think I'm a super genius, Matt. But like, I really don't. I, I like am an arrogant son of a bitch, but I don't think I'm a super genius. I can't imagine spending more than two hours a week on a sermon. Yeah, I can't imagine it. I, I'm like, what are you? Why are you trying so hard? Like, right. like, and, and I, I'm a good preacher. Like, like I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I come up with shitty sermons. Like, the sermon is not that hard. It's also not the most important part of the job when you're full time. And when yeah. you're part time, it, it, it becomes your sort of maybe your primary point of impact perhaps but like i've met full-time pastors who are like yeah half of my week is dedicated to worship prep i'm like half of your week is dedicated to worship prep is this just an excuse so that you don't have to go and like do tough work the district superintendent is really excited about me I think I've charmed all, all the people I've met at Virginia. See, there you go, your your old smoothie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, like I'm like laughing with them. They're like, "Oh, we love this guy," and I'm like, "Whatever, <laughs> leave me alone," you know. Or, or that's all I've ever asked. Like, like I will be a conference person. I really will. Like, I'll be a conference person if you all leave me alone. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. I'll get all my paperwork in, and then when. You know, when when people when the conference needs volunteers for something or needs a job to be done, I will promote it at the church. But if if you guys don't leave me alone, if I'm told, hey, while you're part time, I understand you're 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 in school. But while you're part time, make sure you come to our district meetings. I, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. Let right. me do the job that you hired me to do. You know. And that was, and that was always, that's always been my philosophy too. Whenever, whenever, whenever I did have a job, my boss loved me because he literally never had to talk to me, you know? Right. And, and that was my mentality. Like, leave me alone. You hired me to do this. Stay out of my way and let me do this, you know? And if there's a right. problem, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. 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 But yeah, I'm, I really am. I'm excited to, I'm excited to do the, um, the the job part of the job you know like the uh you talk you talked about as you as you were thinking about doing elect the electrician stuff and going down that road how excited you are you know if it works out to be able to like here here's the thing here's the thing that i did and i can yeah. produce that thing the the stuff that i'll be doing at the church 
might not be like might not be like the stuff I love the most. Right. Like, but but it's but it's the stuff that I can produce a thing to show people, right? Right. Like here is worship that I did. Here is this person who I performed a funeral for, or or right. this this family that I visited, you know. Right. Like like those are those are things that I'm good at. That it's not that I dislike. I don't hate those parts of the job. Right. But but those aren't those aren't the parts of the job that um you know I I'd want to do forever, right? Like the parts of the job But they are rewarding in their own right. They are I mean, rewarding in their own right. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and, I'm, and I'm excited a, for you because of the financial aspect yeah. of it. I think it's gonna be that's gonna be a game changer for you and your family. To have you know, I think it really income. will. I think it really will. We. So, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you in that aspect. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, I I, I don't usually. Uh, sometimes people might ask Ethan, "What do you think God does?" And and I and I'm like, that is a good question. Um, buy my book in six years, and I'll be yeah. <laughs> listen to our podcast. I'll explain the whole thing. <laughs> but like one of the things, and and I'll I'll say this. You know, I over the last two months, I have been really feeling. Um, kind of crushed by money like Mm -hmm. and i and i've always had a problem with money like i've always had a lot of anxiety about money my dad had a lot of anxiety about money that was just stuff i think that i inherited from him and my dad and i'll talk about that sometimes and over the last couple of months we've had a number of kind of wacky expenses that have come up we're trying to get to um colorado in august from from my wife's biological dad's wedding and and those costs are mounting, you know, as, as an unfortunate thing happens after another. Um, we had that flat tire while you guys were around. Like, like there's just, there's just, sorry about that. No, man, that's no problem. <laughs> there's just all kinds of little things that, that over the last couple of months have been mounting. Right. As I think about things like, you know, I, I get a stipend from school. It's uh, it's about, it's 20,000 throughout the year and then 4,000 at the start of the summer. And, um, and I'm grateful for that, but like, there's no scenario where that increases. Right. It's just, that's just, that's, the and there's also no scenario where that covers all those additional costs and there's things that pop up, exactly. you know, that, that, exactly. that stipend is literally um, keeping your head dry at night and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in Beth works, she, she's, Makes yeah, makes okay money. Like sure. like, and I appreciate that. And so I I had been really thinking about that, and that's been really weighing on me. And um, and I'd also been thinking about how much I uh, uh, you know, kind of miss the church. Like like the church sucks in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And um. And 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 I'm not here to apologize for that. <laughs> like it just sucks. <laughs> Um, what, what is, what I miss about kind of being in church, uh, and this, this will sound odd or maybe it won't is, is I miss having the opportunity to, to become a better person. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as much as there are some shitty people in church, their, their church is supposed to be a place where we become better people and, and where there's different standards of things and, and, and encouragement to uphold some of that and i kind of missed it and so we had beth and i had started talking about well what if we try to find a church here you know what would that look like and uh and then i got this email you know i just kind of and and like i 
I'm not saying that I think that God sent the email <laughs> or, or like made all that happen. Um, but, but I'm, I'm grateful. Right. I'm, I, I'm grateful uh, to God and I'm grateful to everybody involved that, that right. like this thing that had been weighing on me, I see a, uh, an alleviation, you know, right. I see, I'm like, wow, I can, I'm only making an extra 21,000. But man, that extra twenty one thousand right. saves a day, you know. Well, it's 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 effectively doubling what you're what you're getting yeah. for school, so yeah. that's a big deal. So I'm happy for you. I'm happy sure. it worked out for you. And I think it's I think it's something that you should be um, proud of, in the sense that you know you, you were sought out for it. You know, mm-hmm. somebody somebody heard about you, must have heard good enough things about you to contact you, or thought you know. At, at, at the worst case scenario, this guy's gullible enough to do this. <laughs> right. <other five> <laughs> I just see the like, body. <laughs> whatever, whatever the scenario may be. I mean, they sought you out, so that's that's yeah. got to make you feel good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It is oh. good. So cool. That's what's happening, man. Cool. What's happening. I. Do you mind if I end it today? Because I got to sure, take a drink outside. Oh, uh, it's good, buddy. You know, she's gonna lord of the flies us. <laughs> be it. But uh hey friends, thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan. We will see you next time.